Amen. I want to welcome our podcast audience that are listening on the internet. We just welcome you into the Dakota Homes Fellowship Church this morning. And I thank you. We're glad to have you. Amen. And I want to thank everybody here for this morning. We're here to hear something this morning, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm still on this thing, and I, I'm like an old lady sometimes. I can't get off of it. I didn't come here for my glory. <laughs> We're here for God's glory. Amen. We're here to worship the Lord. I was praying this morning, and I said, God, I reminded God of something. I said, God, this is your church. I'm only a messenger. I'm not the message. I'm only someone that's giving your people a word. But when it comes down to it, God is the messenger. I mean the message. Amen. Jesus is the message. Amen. Uh, I'm not responsible. I'm just responsible for what he tells me to say. And the Holy Spirit does the rest. Hallelujah. It takes a lot off of your back sometimes when you, hey, God, sometimes we're trying to do God's job for him, and we can't. Amen? We can't. Praise God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Praise God. We're going to talk about a subject this morning. I, I've been enjoying the thing with the podcast thing, and they have people listening to the Lord all over. Praise God. Uh, as far as Ireland, he was telling me. I mean, picking up this little sermon every week. Uh, we're going to change lives. We, we, we'll do it here. We'll do it somewhere else. <laughs> Amen. The internet is powerful. I told Janice this morning. I said, that thing is, can go all over the world. And somebody's going to pick up this little sermon you're listening to this morning. After you put it up there, it's there. And I thank God for it. It's a way to expand our ministry, to reach out for souls beyond Coda Homes. Amen. Beyond Louisiana. Even beyond America. God is good, man. God is powerful. So I thank God for it. Amen. I want you to turn me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And we're going to talk a subject this morning. Uh, I'm just going to call this, uh, we're separated people. Okay. Uh, I think we need to understand as Christians where we are in, in the world and in the body of Christ. Listen, I, I've, I've come to some conclusions in my own life, okay? And, and this is not nobody else's, okay? That I'm not too comfortable with what I see. And the world, the world don't excite me. It's not something that I'm happy with. But I've got to get my eyes off of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've got to get my eyes off the world and get my eyes on Jesus. Amen? Thank God for your word. Amen? Thank God for Jesus. Chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians. Verse 14. Amen. We serve a big God, okay? And you know what? As much as we don't want to admit it, we're separate people. We're, listen, the world is different from the church. Right now in, in society, in America especially, the world has come into church. The world has taught the church. <laughs> the world has influenced the church, Okay? We have worldly preachers. We have worldly singers. We have world. Listen, we, we, we go to them for some ideas sometimes. But it's not God. We're not looking to the devil to tell us how to preach. We're looking to the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. So God has called us to be separate from the world. How many believe that? Uh, we can't be and look and act like the world. The world is talking another language. God's people are speaking another language. The world is wicked. 
God's people are not. All right? Uh, we have to walk according to God's principles and according to God's word. Listen, I believe we're saved by grace. We're not under the law. as the part of salvation. But I do know this. Without holiness, no man shall see God. God has saved this church. He saved his people to set them apart, set them aside. Uh, though we live in the world, we have to talk to the world sometimes. We're not there to act like the world. Or in, there, we're there to influence the world. We're there to tell the world there is a God and there is a Jesus. And, and, and if you don't turn, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna face a penalty one day. This, these verses of Scripture I'm fixing to read you, that, that's been in my heart for years. I, I, I've always learned these, and I want to share them with you this morning. Chapter uh, 6, verse 14 of 2 Corinthians. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's what it says. Uh, we look at this and says, well, you can't marry an unbeliever. That's true. But uh, you also you can't unite with an unbeliever in agreement. You should never be in a, a business agreement with an unbeliever. You should never, you should never uh, 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 agree with an unbeliever concerning situations in the world. There's no union between light and darkness. Somebody hearing me this morning? There's no union between Satan and Belor or the devil. Light and darkness can't walk in the same place. Light can't dwell where darkness is. We're the light of the world. The Bible said a, a, a house hid on a hill on a hill cannot be hid. You don't take your candle and put it under a bushel. We're to, see, we have to, we're to be where people can see us. And I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm saying look, look how holy I am. I'm talking about just examples for Jesus. Living a holy and a, and a just life. Obeying the Lord. Walking with the Lord. Walking in the spirit. Not walking in the flesh. But it says here, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship had righteousness with lawlessness or unrighteousness? Okay. And what communion had light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Balor or Bela? And that's, that's another name for the devil. Okay. Or what part has he that believeth with an unbeliever or an infidel? Uh, you can't unite faith. And doubt. You can't deny, unite unbelief and belief. There's either one or the other. There's two kind of people in this world. The lost and the saved. Do you look at the lost and say, Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. That's, that's, what, that's what we need to do to the lost, the world. Let them know there is hope. If you turn to Jesus Christ, he can forgive you. You can start a new life. You don't have to live, live like hell. Praise God. And you know what? People like to say it. I like that. You can't go to heaven living like hell. <laughs> and it ain't going to happen. Amen? Can't go to heaven living like hell. You got to walk a holy, and I feel the presence of the Lord, a holy and a just life, a righteous life before the Lord. You have to be an example to this world that there is hope and there is righteousness and there's, there's a pure life you can live if you want to live for Christ. But we can't ever come agreement with them. Never. I had a, a, a guy at one time, he's a Christian, he was a landscaper. I was, years ago I was in Lafayette running a, a, a limestone yard. And he told me, he said he was going to get in partnership with a, uh, with a person that's not saved. I said, brother, I said, you better be sure. So the Bible said, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. 
And he just brushed it off. But you know, a year or two later, he came. He said, Brother Lane, you were right. This was the worst deal I've ever made. I said, I, I united with an unbeliever in business, and my business fell. Because we can't come in agreement of the, the, right, the same things. See, I got a holy way of looking at it. He has an unholy way of looking at it. I want to give people what is right. He wants to cheat people. See, you can't do that. You can't come halfway and meet the sinner halfway. Listen, you either are lost or you're saved this morning. Praise God. You're either united with the Lord or united with the devil. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen or ouch or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't walk like hell expecting to go to heaven. Hallelujah. And it says in verse 16, what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and they will be my, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, you are the temple of God. Listen, the Holy Ghost is dwelling. He's not dwelling in a physical temple anymore. He dwells in us. Praise God. Listen, I had that years ago. You know, when, 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 uh, when Samson had that jawbone and, and he was striking. See, that jawbone was in that. I mean, the Lord was on that jawbone, but it didn't stay there. Hallelujah. Praise God. When, when uh, Samson, I mean, uh, Daniel was in the lion's den. God's spirit was in that lion's den, but it didn't stay there. You understand what I'm saying? Moses had that rod, and he, he struck the Red Sea. God's spirit was on that rod, but it didn't stay there. God's spirit came. He wanted to dwell in us. It left all of that. And when, you were, when Apostle Paul and Silas was praying, and, and, and they were in prison, and they were praying, and, and they locked up, getting ready to go, go kill him, praise God. God's spirit fell and they worshiped God. God wants to dwell in this house, praise God. God was in the temple, but God left the temple. Come on, somebody. God was in Moses' rod, but he left Moses' rod. God was in, 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 in the jawbone of that ass, but he left that jawbone, praise God. Because he wants to dwell in us. Hallelujah. I don't know, but you feel that. God wants to dwell in you. The Spirit of God wants to dwell in you. You are a separate people. He wants to set you aside. You are his child, or your son, or his daughter. Praise God. That's what he wants. He wants to fill his house with the Holy Spirit. He wants to dwell in us. You are the temple of the living God. Listen, people get mad when I say, you know, cigarette smoking is a sin. I'm going to tell you right now, because you're defiling that drinking is a sin. Lust is a sin. Everything that you do against your body is a sin. And you're defiling it every time you, you, you sin against God. I had somebody tell me one time, you know, you got a house that burns, but it don't burn all the way, you know, just full of soot. And what do you do before you have to live in that house? You have to go in there and you got to clean the soot off the walls. You got to clean the smut off the walls before you can move back in. That's what it's like. You are the temple of the Lord. Let me say that again. You are the temple. Of the Lord. God dwells in you. This is a nice little church, but this is not really where God wants to dwell. He wants to dwell in you. Praise God. He wants to fill his people. He wants to dwell in these temples, these tabernacles. We are the temple of the living God. Therefore, we're holy and we're righteous. Amen. Not on, we don't dwell in our righteousness. We can't overcome in our righteousness. We have to have the righteousness of God. We have to be a holy temple to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach myself happy. <laughs> 1 Corinthians, real quick. Just back up a little bit. Chapter 6.
I just told you a minute ago, you are the temple. Praise God, you are the temple of the living. I'm going to read you these verses. Chapter 6, verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them a members of a harlot? Certainly not. You can't join up with a harlot. You are the temple of the Lord. You can't, you can't join up with sin. You are the temple of the Lord. You can't, draw, you can't join up with thieves and liars because you are a temple of the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you, 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 you're uh, perfect, okay? But you can never unite or come in union with ungodliness because you are the temple of the Lord. When you look at a situation and you're dealing with other people and say, well, well we, can, we can come in agreement. You, do you love Jesus? Well, no, I'm not a Christian. Do you, do you believe in doing what is right? Well, no, I mean, I... You can't agree with that. You can't take light and put, take darkness and put light in it if that darkness don't want to leave. We're never going to come in agreement that way. There will never be union between the, the children of God and the children of the devil. Hallelujah. Be ye separated, said the Lord. Be ye separated, said the Lord. I am your God. I'll, I'll, I'll dwell with you and dwell with me. And I'll be your God and you'll be my people. Let me share something. You, you might, I think you'll agree with me. Majority of this world don't want God. I'm going to tell you right now, many are called, but few are chosen. Many of the church people want half of God, but they don't want the rest of him. You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? They, 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 want, they want the salvation part, but they don't want the holy part. <laughs> they want the heaven part, but they don't want the hell part. Come on, somebody. They want the prosperity part, but they don't want the sin. They don't want to deal with the sin part. Tell me how I can be good. Tell me how I'm good. Tell me how, how wonderful I am. Tell me how I can have every day is a Friday. Tell me how wonderful life is. Tell me how I'm really. Listen, I heard, and I'm not going to give his name. A, a well-known preacher in America. He turned around and he said, most of Americans, I mean, most of the people on the earth. That's what he said. Most of the people that are on the earth are basically good people. I said, what? I said, go tell those people that have been beheaded by these evil demons over there in the Middle East. Christians that are heads cut off that <laughs> most of the world is good. <laughs> go look at what's going on in society today. People full of hate and bitterness and resentment and jealousy and anger. Tell me that most of the world is good. Somebody's lying to somebody somewhere. No, most of the world is not good. Most of the people in the world are lost. They don't have God. You better thank God today you have Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you are a chosen few. Very few are going into heaven. I'm telling you what, you might number it by the means, but next to the world and the 7 billion people that live in it, it's a very little amount. Very few that are going to make it. Very few are going to make it. You know why? Because many people are not separate. Even church people have chose to adopt. The philosophy of the world. Like this guy I'm telling you about. The Bible says there's none good. No, not one. There's none that seek it after God. There's none. They've all gone astray. I read that in my Bible, brother. Listen, the world is not good right now. If the world would, 90% of the world be good, God would need to come back. Hallelujah. Jesus would need to be, uh, be, be coming to change the world if it's good. 
That man needs to get off the pulpit. He needs to get right with God. He's lying to the people. We're living in an end times. Listen to me. We're living in a time where Satan is at, at, at play right now. And he's out there to destroy as much as he can, praise God. If we don't open our eyes to the truth, if we don't separate ourselves from this, the philosophy of this world, we're going to end up in the same place they're going to end up. That's a strong statement, but it's the truth. Amen? He says here, verse 16, Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her or with the harlot? Now, we could talk about a physical harlot, but let's talk about a spiritual harlot. Listen, God doesn't want us joining with false doctrine. He doesn't want us joining with lies. Listen, we're, to, we're here to teach the truth, brother. We're here to teach the Word of God. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's some, people don't want to hear that no more, Lawrence. They don't want to hear the fact that we have to stand on God's Word. Listen, when man says, yeah, I believe God, but, but what? But, you know, you know, everybody sins. Everybody's doing it. No, not everybody's doing it. Amen? No, not everybody's lying. No, no not everybody's committing adultery. I'm not. And then, then you're getting in the thought, well, well don't you uh, such and such and do this little thing here and there? Listen, these kind of people are looking for an excuse. They're looking for a way to sin. They're looking for a reason to sin. God wants us to live a pure and a holy life. Do I mess up? Yes. But I have an advocate with my Father, the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, that if I sin, my, I confess my sins. He's faithful and just to forgive me my sin. But you see, I don't go there looking to sin. I still ain't, this ain't got saved yet. I hate to shock some of you, but this flesh is still present. And I'm going to tell you right now, it hates God. It doesn't want to do what God wants it to do. And the same, you have the same problem I have. When you get up in the morning, God says, uh, get up and pray. Well... Listen, I'll tell you, I was struggling this morning. Man, I'll tell you, I was tired. Get up and pray, Lanny. Get up and pray, Lanny. Oh, God, I, I'll pray at church. <laughs> Get up and pray, man. Make all kinds of excuses, but that's the Holy Spirit in us dealing with us. See, the world doesn't have that. The world got their barbecue pits out this morning. They're going to sit in front of the one-eyed monster and the football games and whatever's coming on. That's what they're going to do. And if those that go to church, they're in a hurry to get out of church to go see who's playing and who's winning. And listen, we need to get, listen, we need to get away from that. We're God's people. We're supposed to be attending to the things of God, not the things of this world. I made some strong, some strong stands this year in my walk with God. There's things I don't want to see. I don't want to take part in. I don't want to have nothing to do. It's just blatant idolatry. You know what I'm saying? Just lies. I mean, Satan trying to pull me away from the truth, away from the word, away from prayer. This is, this is what Satan does best. Separate myself from these things. Separate yourself from these things. Put your attention on the Lord. I'm not saying you're supposed to have a Bible in front of you every second of, of, of the day. But you can have that, that attitude of prayer. You can have that attitude of, of, of prayer. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You can, be, you can have that spirit in you that wants to talk to the Lord. It's always thinking about Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all quiet this morning. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Listen, <laughs> I like that verse. He that is joined to the what? To the Lord. is one. You're joined to a harlot, you're, you're, you're a harlot. You, you, you're joined to, you're joined to uh, 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 the world, you're of the world. But if you join to the Lord, you're one spirit with him. 
the greatest example, our Lord Jesus Christ. Look what he done. Look where his attention was. He set his attention on his father. He set his attention on his father that he was going to walk as he was called to walk. The son of the living God. He had the chance to sin just like me and you. He could have gave up just like me and you. But he did. I studied the life of Paul. If you ever studied Paul's ministry when he deals with the churches. Notice his attention. His attention is on, on, on the people in the church. His attention is on one, the, the people of God. He wants to teach them how to live for the Lord. How to, how to understand God's ways. So they can live a prosperous life. Hallelujah. Be separated, says the Lord. And I'm going to read some more to you. Flee sexual immortality. Or, and I'm reading from the New King James. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. Now, but he that committed sexual sins, sins against his own body. And I'm talking about adultery, lust, you know, things like that. Things that he, he sins against his own body. Not only sinning against the Lord, he sins against that temple. He sins against the place that God comes to dwell. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you look at a woman with the lust after, you've already committed adultery in your heart. The sin is there. The sin is present. If you don't stop and repent of that sin, it's just going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And after a while, you're going to be, you'll be doing the sin. Amen? He warns us against these things. He warns us to keep away from these things, to be separate, to live a holy and a just life. Hallelujah. Verse 20. I'm sorry, verse uh, 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? And you're not your own? Oh, boy, we have a problem with that one. I'm going to give Jesus half of my life. I'm just going to give Jesus Sunday. I'm just going to give Jesus uh, this and that. He wants all of your life. You're not your own. Listen to me this morning. If anything gets across, you're not your own. You're the property of Jesus Christ. The property of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You can't do what you want. Hallelujah. Well, I want to do what I want. Well, just do what you want. And you're going to end up in a place you don't want. That's serious, man. Listen, God, God calls us out of the world to be separate from the world. We need to walk in holiness and just before Him, knowing that He is our God and that there's a penalty for sin. Look, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I thank God for my covenant with Him. I thank God I have a mediator. Because now if I didn't have Jesus going to the Father for me, I'd be in trouble. Long time ago, there would be no hope outside of Jesus Christ. I'd be gone, dead maybe, in, in hell today. If that covenant, that mediator is not there. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Jesus is the one that can make things right. Nobody else. Remember I preached that message the other day on the one way? There is only one way. There's no other way. You want to live for the Lord. You want your sins forgiven. You want to go to heaven one day. Be separate, said the Lord. Come out from among them and be separate. You've got to separate yourself from this world. You got, listen, I'm not saying you don't have to go to work and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the functions, the desires of the world. What the world likes, we're not to like. What the world wants, we're not to want. You know? 
the sins and the pride and the arrogance. Listen, I've never seen so much of that in my life that I see today. Satan's at a rampage right now, brother. I'm telling you what, he is filling people's heart with junk that, that's killing them, man. I never saw so much hate. I never saw so much pride. I never saw so much arrogance. I never saw so much lust. I never saw so much perversion. Even since I was a boy, I mean, it, it, it has increased multiple, multiple times. No, no, this is things that you used to talk about would make you blush. Don't make nobody blush anymore. Things that look, you know, perverted at one time is well accepted today. You know? What's wrong? You know, if the church in America would stand up for holiness, we might not have a lot of that problem. Because if the church would stand up and stand, but you can't get them to stand up anymore. You can't get the body of, the body of Christ today to stand up. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking in general. I'm talking about the church. Listen, in China right now, they got more Christians anywhere than any other place. You know why they, they, they worship in the Lord underground at the, at the penalty of death? If the Chinese government catches them, they're going to lock them up or kill them. But yet they're growing by leaps and bonds because they're under persecution. God help us. I hope we don't have to come here for us to wake up. The persecution comes that we, we realize what, what Christ means to us. How many of us would stand? How many of us would not, would, would not give in to Satan? Would we give up our, our, our life with Christ if it costed us, cost us our life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the temple of God. One more verse right here. I'm going to read you some, another one. I want to read that, that verse 20. For ye were bought with a price. <laughs> and I like to therefore glorify God in your what? In your body. What does that mean? Your walk. What does that mean? Your life. What does it mean? Your talk. What does it mean? Where you go. What you see. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what that means. Every function in your life, when you glorify God in your body, it's what, the way you live your life. How you present yourself before others. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I believe we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. Salvation comes only through the blood of Jesus. There's no law written that can redeem your soul. Uh, I talked about it the last, when we were talking about law and grace. I said, well, the point is, that law was a schoolmaster. The law showed you that sin was exceedingly sinful and showed you what was separating you from God. So what he did, he, he, Jesus came and died on the cross and paid the, paid the price for our sins. Now that we can find life and salvation through that blood, that's the only way to get saved. Amen? But after you're born again, the old man was crucified with Christ. Therefore, the new man 
lives for Jesus. You know, we died with him. We, we were buried with him in baptism, so to speak. And again, that's a symbolic term that we will, the, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, that was symbolic for us. That we went into that water and we would come up a new creature in Christ. Of course, water can't save you. But it's a powerful symbol. But we are believers now. We're, we've been bought. We've been paid for. We've, we've, uh, we've given our life to Jesus. What's the next step? A lot of people in here have been serving God a lot of years. Some of us not, not as much as others. But one principle is this. Our life has become a living sacrifice. All right? You're not the same as the world. You're even not the same as religious people. Because <laughs> religious people go about looking to put a title on their, on, on their back, saying, well, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about. But if you ask them, do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> I believe in God. No, no. I know you believe in God, but do you believe God? <laughs> and what I mean by that, do you believe what he says? You know, you can tell me you believe in God till you're blue in the face, but do you believe him? Uh oh, I'm going to get off into preaching something. <laughs> do you believe him? When he states, you are, uh, you are the temple of God, you are my people, you are holy, and you're to walk in holiness, you are to walk in the fear of God. Do you believe that? Well, I'll tell you what, that'll put a fear in me, man. You know, I'm not talking about walking around waiting for God to beat you on the head every time you mess up. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a, a temple of the living God, a holy, a righteous temple where God can dwell. Here it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, verse 1, Romans chapter 12, by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a what? Living sacrifice. What does that mean? <laughs> to present your bodies as a, your body, you're to be a sacrifice, a sacrificial walk every day. You get what I'm trying to say? Your life is to be, be dying every day. You're to, you're, you're, to, you're, you're to be dying to this world every day. I've been serving the Lord 30 some years now, man. I'm still dying. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still laying down things in my life. I'm still doing changing. I'm changing every day. I'm going to change till Jesus comes back. But you to present your body as, as a living sacrifice. Holy? <laughs> what? What does that word mean, holy? It means to be morally pure, to be made right. That's what that word means. To be, to be justified, to be sanctified. That all goes in line with what God's trying to teach us this morning. We are a separate people. We're to walk with holiness and righteousness in our lives. We're not to laugh at the world or its jokes. We're not to, we're not to tell the same stories they are telling, telling. We're not to be singing the same songs they're singing. Come on, somebody. Unless it's the blood of Jesus. It's, it's, it's not, it's sin. 
Can't be listening to who's dr driving, somebody's pickup, somebody's hound dog died. Listen, we can't be listening to that stuff. <laughs> lost your wife, lost your hound dog, and lost your pickup truck all in one day. Can't be listening to that, Lauren. <laughs> Seriously, we can't be putting these things in front of ourselves anymore. I'm going to tell you what, brother, it does me better to listen to a good gospel song. I tell you what, if it can't, if the song can't preach, it ain't worth listening to. Hallelujah. I said, if it can't, be it can't preach, it ain't worth listening to. Unless it's lifting up Jesus and building your faith and growing you in the Lord, it's turn it off. Shut it off. I don't care if it even calls itself Christian. Because some of that Christian stuff out there, ain't worth, it ain't Christian. Can't even understand what they're saying half of the time. Praise God. I want something that can meet me with Jesus. I want them to give me some meat and something to grow by, something to build my faith. That's what I want. Amen. That's why I like the old, the old rugged cross. That's why I like Amazing Grace. Even that anchor hold, modern song, but man, that thing is powerful. Listen, I need an anchor holding, praise God, in my life. I need Jesus to be my anchor, praise God, when I'm going through trials and tests. I don't need uh, to get advice from Dr. Phil or, or Ophir or somebody like that, praise God. Jesus needs to give me the advice I need. I need the grace of God. I need the peace of God. I need the, the anchor to hold when I'm going through trials and tests. Hallelujah. When we suggest we should be listening to somebody like Oprah to give us advice, God help you. We're to be separate. Oprah's the world, man. Uh, Dr. Phil is the world. That philosophy don't come from God. That comes from, uh, 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 that comes from the world. Telling us how we should do things when the Bible is very clear. Love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Be separate from the world. God don't want us to love the things of the world. God don't want us to associate with the things of the world. God don't want us to, to be singing their songs and, and, and telling their stories, praise God. We need to be telling Jesus' story. Oh, you too narrow-minded, but leave me alone, praise God. I, I, I look at what the world is saying and doing, and it ain't, it ain't helping much nowhere, praise God. The Bible says about when you put your confidence in kings and princes, said it's wrong. We need to put it in the Lord. Love not the world. Come on. I said love not the world. Neither things in the world. We're not to be singing, like I said, singing their songs and dancing their tunes, praise God. Turn them off. God help us. God help us. Turn with me to John chapter 1 real quick. How many glad you're here this morning? <laughs> we serve an awesome God. And he loves us. Amen. Chapter 1, verse 7. My God, what a verse. I'm fixing to read. <laughs> but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship with one another. With who? One another. We've got to walk in the light first. As he is in the light. See, we, and then we have fellowship with one another. He's not talking fellowship with the world. He's talking fellowship with one another. 
The only time we can enjoy one another is if we're fellowshipping in the light. We're fellowshipping about Jesus. Amen? He says, And the blood of, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. If we sin, it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not. There ain't a person in this planet, I don't care if he's a preacher or a priest or whatever. Listen, men have sinned. If we say we have no sin, we lie. If we say we're perfect, and, I, and they got people out there preaching uh, uh, sinless perfection right now, saying, no, we don't sin. Well, first of all, you lie. You, you, you sin. Don't tell me your flesh don't sin. Don't tell me you don't, you don't, listen, I'm not encouraging it, but there's still a battle taking place between your flesh and the spirit. We've got to walk in the spirit and we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But that battle, sometimes that flesh wins a little bit. Maybe too much. You hear what I'm saying? Maybe too much. But if we walk in the flesh as he is in the, I mean, walk in the spirit as he is in the spirit, we have fellowship with, with the Father. And truly, our fellowship is with one another, and then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. What a powerful verse, man. <laughs> Listen, we need each other. We need our, each other's fellowship. But we can't fellowship with the world. I'm not saying you can't talk to the world. You, sometimes you got you to go to a job and you're talking to... That's not what I'm saying. Listen to me. I'm talking coming in agreement with the world. Well, I'm talking about uniting with the world, trying to make things... Unholy, holy. Trying to, trying, to, trying to push God on this world that don't want him. Hallelujah. And it just gets me. People say, well, I'm going to marry that girl or that boy and I'm going to change them. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time it's the other way around. See, if you can't live for God now, what makes you think you're going to be an example when you're going to marry him? Ha! Huh? can't hold to holiness now. What makes you think holiness is going to make any difference when you're going to marry him? Because he's going to look at you and say, wait, you wasn't holy uh, you, uh, <laughs> when we were going out or when we seen each other. But I was a Christian. Well, you were doing the same thing I was doing. Come on, somebody. Without holiness, no man shall see God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, thank God for the blood of Jesus. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from what? From some, or some unrighteousness. All, all, all unrighteousness. How important is the blood of Jesus? How important is, is what he did at Calvary? Did he save us just to leave us saved and then do whatever we want after that's one of the biggest lies. You know, once saved, always saved. That's one of the biggest demonic doctrines I think ever come in the church. Yeah, I, I could give you a scripture right now for eternal security. Do you want to read it? Let me show you. Uh, verse 15. And you know what I said when he said this? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Chapter 2, I'm sorry. First John. Do not love the world nor things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not. For all that is in the world, listen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now, if we stop there, listen, it's very clear. God says, don't love it. Don't, want, don't have nothing to do with it. But he says, 
the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he, there's the eternal security of verse. For people that say, well, I, I'm once saved, I always say. He said, he that do it the will of God. That's what it says. Verse, I'm sorry, verse uh, 17. For he that do it or does the will of God, abide it forever. You got that? It says, he that do it, do, do it or does the, world, the will of God abide forever. Listen, if you're not doing the will of God, you'll, you'll die and go to hell. You won't, you won't make it. You want eternal security? You want to be saved for eternity? Never lose it? You have to do God's will. And that, that will is to walk not in the world. To not to love the things of the world. Not lust after the things of the world. Not have the pride of life. The lust of the eye, the, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is of the devil. If we walk in these things, we're not in the will of God. Come on, somebody. We're not in the will of God if we do these things. If lust is present in your heart, if pride is present in your heart, there's something wrong. If, if you're a Christian, you better stop today and get rid of it. Start seeking God to be delivered of that stuff because it'll take, it'll take you out of God's will. He that doeth the will of God. Abide it forever. Little children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard, that the Antichrist comes. Even now many Antichrists. But by which we know that we're in the last days. He's talking about the end times. And, and listen, remember, John was waiting for Jesus to come in his day. Paul was waiting for Jesus to come in his day. Even Jesus didn't know when he was coming. Because he said, not the angels in heaven, but my father only has that appointed time when he would return. I personally believe even Christ expected to come in their day. He didn't know. He said he didn't know. Is there something Jesus didn't know? That's the only thing in the Bible I think it shows me that Jesus didn't know something. He said, it was only left to my father to know this. It wasn't given to no angels. It was, it was given to my father. I'm going to come when he's ready for me to come back. But you know, in the, in, in the last days, the Bible says, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. They'll be boastful, proud, blasphemous, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Hey, ain't that what we got today? That's the world. That's what the world wants. That's what the world is about. That can't be in you. That can't be in me. We have to be a separate people. Separate aside. And it don't mean you walk around with self-righteousness make you think you're better than anybody else. That's not what I'm talking about. Please listen to me. But as a Christian, you know you have to set yourself aside from the things of the world and the desires of the world and the lust of the world and the pride of the world. That, has, that can't be in your life. Get away from those things that are blatant sin. Get away from those things that, that, that draw you from, from the presence of the Lord. I'm going to shock you today. God's not interested in how good you are. God ain't interested in how wonderful you are. God just wants to know if you're holy. If you're born again. Listen, those things come because you made your heart right with God. Goodness comes. Joy comes. I mean, holiness, righteousness comes when you make your heart right with God. But pride, lust, all these things. Separate you from God. Be separated. Hallelujah. Be separated.
Let's stand up a minute, praise God. And I'm going to ask the Lord to try our hearts this morning. Now, I don't have to ask for hands, but if I would say, how many of you are guilty for offending God? I'll pick mine up first. <laughs> and you know what? The biggest thing I've offended God in, I'm, I'm going to confess, is unbelief. Now, when I, when I say unbelief, I'm saying, have you really prayed for something and didn't believe you was going to get it? It made you feel good to ask God, but you knew God wouldn't do it. Not that, listen, it wasn't that it was, wasn't right. It's that you didn't believe God for it. One of the greatest sins in the Bible, well, the two, one of the two greatest sins, is pride and unbelief. Those two sins will drive you from God in a heartbeat. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't think he's going to receive anything of the Lord. As a child of God, you have rights. Listen to me this morning. As a child of God, you have rights and privileges from the Lord. You have promises. My children in my house, come to my house, they can come in my box, grab a Grab a, a water, they can grab milk, they can grab anything. I don't, anything they want, they're my children. But just don't let anybody come. Not a stranger. How would you like a stranger you never met coming in your house and opening up the door and grabbing something out of the icebox? You might have a few less fingers. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you become part of my family, come on, somebody. <laughs> I said, when you become part of my family, you get what I got. When you become part of God's family, you get what he got. Little Nick and Joe in that room where they can get anything they want out of my box. I even got a special little place for them to grab some candy. Huh? <laughs> They're my grandsons. So they could come. When Donna came into our family, she, she came like my daughter. Because she's Isaac's wife. So she's part of the family. Milo, you're getting this tonight, this morning? When you become a child of God, you're part of God's family. You're part of, you can get things from the Lord. And I'm not talking gimme, Jimmy, flabby, grab I'm talking about as a child, you have the rights. The world doesn't have that. That's, see, if you go in the world and, do, and, get, and, and, and follow the world, you're gonna miss, you can't come to God and ask for things. Because you've chosen to follow the world. You've chosen to be part of the world. So God tells us to separate ourselves from, that, from the world. As a child, you can get things. You know what I'm saying? It's not all about getting from the Lord. I, I, I want His Spirit. I want His Holy Ghost. That's something I want more than anything else. I want his presence in my life. That's something, that, oh man, I feel it. I want that in my life more than it. Give me the Holy Ghost, Lord. Give me the Holy Ghost. Give me the Holy Ghost. Speak to me, God. Show me your way. Help me to live a righteous and a holy and a just life. I know this is a little hard this morning, but... We got to see that. We got to know we can't sep we got to separate ourselves from the world, not be part of this world. I want you to bow your heads and I want to I want to ask you just ask yourself a simple question.
God, am, am I a part of this world? And I'm not talking about living in it and, and none of that stuff. You know, working in it. That's not what I'm talking about. All my attitudes and my, my thoughts and my, my opinions line up with the world or do they line up with your word? I want to do it for myself, first of all. I want to repent and ask God to forgive me if I've allowed the world to come into my life. And help me to separate. Lord, please forgive us, Lord God. Starting with me, Father. Help me not to follow the world, God. Not to be part of this world. Not to love the things of the world. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's the world, Father. Help us, Father, to serve you with all of our hearts. And God, help us to go forward with you. Looking for the righteous way. The straight and narrow path, Lord God. The way to Jesus. God, help us to serve you, God. And God, help us to live a holy and a just life. We can't do it in our own power, God. It has to be you. You have to empower us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and strengthen us. And Lord, I pray for those that are not here this morning, that are sick, and those that listen by the Internet, that have afflictions in their bodies, Lord God. And those that have drifted away from you, Lord God, that you would bring them back. That you turn them to you, Lord Jesus. God, be with us, Lord God. Heal us. Draw us close to you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.